0: We're live. I'm back here with my brother Todd Coconado. Pastor Coconado. Todd, it's really good to have you back. Last time, I mean, it went viral. I mean, you your, your interview, the fact that you're from Hollywood, and you gave your life to Jesus. Your incredible testimony, really, really incredible. It's good to have you back. Oh, thanks, Anna. It's
1: such a, it's blessing, such a blessing, blessing to be here and been keeping up with your work and just so uh, see how the Lord is using you. It's such a it's such a blessing to be on the show. I'll tell you.
0: Praise God. We actually had so much fun out in Anaheim. Yes. We'll for your show and and had a blast and met some amazing people and Pastor Ruth there as well. Um, There's a lot going on in this country and around this world and we're seeing the enemy creep his head uh, out with a lot of different attacks on our freedom and different attacks on just the people and Christians and the church itself. So, But that's there's right. also a lot of really good things that are coming out around the country. So I want you to talk about that and give us some good news today. Yeah,
1: there is good news and there is hope. And that's what we want to talk about. You know, I'll tell you, a lot of people, Anna, have been telling me, Pastor Todd, just get everybody prepared for the end times. It's here That's where we're at, you know, and I'll tell you, I mean, for 20 years, I've been talking about Revelation, one of my favorite books, you know, so I've I've always taught on that. But I'll tell you, in my spirit, though, I feel like the Lord is saying he's not done. He's not done with America, that there is hope. And I really believe and I'm feeling led to just continue to pray that way, that the Lord is going to intervene here. And uh, I believe he's going to move on our behalf. The Bible says, you know, he responds to the prayers of the righteous. Uh, Faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we are praying. Actually, I'm in the middle of a fast right now, uh, the Psalm 64 decree. And we're decreeing and declaring that the Lord is going to intervene. And that's what we believe. And so we have to remember that our prayers are a powerful weapon. It's an offensive weapon. And, and and you know, the Lord does respond. I mean, there's so many different times in the Bible where the Lord did respond. He did intervene. And so we have authority, we have power in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to answer your question, I've been 18 states in the last, I think, four months. And we've been seeing, I'll tell you, you know, a couple of stories. These are really cool stories. But one was so me and my friend Gilad, we we went out to Okaboji, Iowa. We were invited to go out there and we had no idea what to expect. And so literally, and I'm on this road, it's like cornfields in both directions for two hours. I'm like, where are we going? And all of a sudden we get into some civilization out there in Okaboji. And this was the coolest thing. I don't think I've had an opportunity to share this with you yet, but there's Mm -hmm. all these people in lawn chairs that are all on this property. And they're just waiting for us to come and, and speak the word. And, you know, there was a little sound system set up and, you know, just a good amount of people with lawn chairs on this on this property. And it was totally like, you know, what we've been saying, the church has left the building. And and when I say that, I always have to put the little asterisk. That doesn't mean we don't assemble in a building. It doesn't mean we're against the building. What I mean is, is that, you know, there's a move of God that's leaving the four walls. Thank you, Jesus. And going out. And so anyway, in the Okaboji, people at the end of the service, they were getting healed. They were getting delivered. I, you know, we we had an opportunity to pray over a man. And he said, you know, he'd been deaf in an ear and you know, all of a sudden he felt, you know, his, his ears were healed. You know, uh, there was a woman and she was, I think she was in a wheelchair and she had come up for prayer for cancer. And literally she said she she was in tears. She felt the cancer leaving her body and the Lord healing her. And I mean, I could just tell you story after story of this in our experience. And I really believe God allowed me to experience this, not so that I so much could bless the people. I really, it was a blessing for me. It was a blessing for my friend and I think he wanted us to see that he is moving in places where sometimes we don't even realize how God is moving around our nation right now. You know, if you listen to the news, I call them the prophets of Baal, the modern day prophets of Baal. But if you listen to them, you know, you're going to hear a bunch of negative, you know, stuff. You're just going to leave there feeling discouraged, you know, and that's why I just turn them off. I don't even listen to the fake news. But, you know, if you hear what the Lord is saying, what the Holy Spirit is saying, he's moving and he still wants to move. And, and I just, you know, I would love to share some more stories, but I mean, that that's what we're experiencing.
0: Well, you can share another story. We'd love to hear another story.
1: All right. So check this one out. This is super cool. So I went to NRB this year. It's the National Religious uh, Broadcasters. It's a big convention where a bunch of broadcasters go in the Christian world, you know, and I've been there for like six years in a row. You, you kind of know what to expect. You know, <laughs> you're going to go in there, you're going to network, you're going to see a bunch of people. Yeah. Great, great time. Right. Bunch mm-hmm. of believers. Well, I had a bunch of uh, interviews lined up, and some of them were pretty big interviews, to be honest. And I went to my friend's hotel room, and you know, we we blew the shofar, and we felt the spirit of the Lord, and we started praying and declaring and decreeing. And the Lord says, "Cancel all your interviews." Okay, so I literally had to like email. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to do it, but I have somebody that can sit in proxy for me. You know, they're they're a great person, and they ended up doing them. So praise God, it all worked out. But cleared the schedule. This is totally unprecedented. I don't normally do things like this, but felt the Lord say it. We started in row one, Anna, at this conference, and literally could not even get past row six. It was divine appointment after divine appointment. We were praying for people, laying hands on people. People were weeping, Uh, people were saying they were feeling healing. You know, when do you see this at a conference, you know, where you're walking through a bunch of exhibitors? This is what was going on. I'm telling you, we couldn't get past row six because God moved so much. This was like a full day of ministry that happened at this conference. Now, that, that's just one part of it. So then we leave and we go to a convenience store. We're thirsty. We need to get a drink, right? Go to a convenience store. And we see this woman and she's got her hand over her head that was behind the counter. And, you know, you could tell she has a headache. Right. So, you know, I walked up and I said, are you OK? And she says, oh, I have the worst migraine. She says, I've taken three Tylenols. Nothing's happening. I said, this is kind of weird, but would you mind if I prayed for you? She's like, no, please. So we right there, we prayed for her and instantaneously the Lord healed her. And she was in, she was like in shock. She was like, oh, my gosh, it went away. She's like, I've taken three Tylenols. Nothing has happened. You know, all of a sudden you come in, you know, we get prayer. And God has healed me. So there's people behind us in line. Everybody is observing this in Grapevine, Texas. What's going on? And the Lord just healed this woman right there. And I believe why the Lord is showing us these things, you know, and I'm just giving a few examples of many, is is because He wants to move. He's ready. He's willing. He's able. He wants to move right now. One more story. This is super cool. You were there yeah. down in uh, Tampa at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's church at the conference. And we're down there, and I walked outside and we're walking around the conference. And my friend, Pastor Greg Locke, was sitting there signing books. And so, you know, I was sitting next to his table, and there was an empty table next to his table. So I'm just kind of standing behind an empty table. And this woman walks up and she says, I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you. I said, Well, sure, what's going on? You know, my name is Todd. How are you? Nice to meet you. And I started sharing my testimony with her. And, you know, again, this I just want you to know, none of this is about me or, you know, patting myself on. This is all the Lord. But what he did in, in me sharing my testimony, this woman started weeping. And she, you know, we went around the table and we started praying for her. She says that she had never been in a church. She's actually was an escort and, and a dancer, an exotic dancer. She'd never been in a church. And for some reason, she felt led to drive in and go to the river that day. And we just so happened to have the honor to speak with her, share my testimony, pray over her. She gets slain in the spirit. This is a woman that never even has been to a spirit-filled church. She doesn't even know what being slain in the spirit is. Gets slain in the spirit. Thank God there was somebody close enough that could catch her because the ground was concrete. But she got caught, and she's on the ground. And so there's all these people... You know, there's tables, there's book signing, T-shirts being sold. People are looking like, what in the world just happened here? It was such a miracle. And and just right then, one of the pastors from the river was walking by, and I grabbed him, and I said, you've got to get this woman plugged in. I kind of just gave him a real brief synopsis Mm -hmm. of what just took place. She's now going, Anna, to the River School of Ministry. And and this this is is mind blowing. And this is the kind of stuff that God is doing. So, you know, and again, I could just go on and on story after story. But what what I'm sharing this for is to encourage you that in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the things that are going on in the world, God is willing, able, moving. And I believe that we are on the cusp. I believe we're in the beginning stages of a powerful revival. That's going to be an end time harvest. That's literally going to go around the world. That's that's what I feel in my spirit.
0: Amen. You know, a few years ago, I remember I was just in prayer and I saw this I saw the entire state of California glowing white. Yes. Like as bright as my lights are right in front of me, white. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, Lord, what what about California? Is this revival? It's, it was just bright light all over California, but it's all around the country and all around the world that it's really starting to we're starting to see little pockets yes. all over the country. I'm hearing little stories like this from everywhere. And it's so encouraging and it's so exciting because again, in the midst of the darkness, we're yes. seeing great lights. That's we're right. seeing the body of Christ go outside and minister and preach and save the world. I That's mean, right. it's 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 incredible. So thank you for sharing those stories. We love testimony. So It's always great to hear them. Speaking about walking in darkness, let's talk about the title of this, this show, this broadcast today, which is walking in discernment.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: How do we walk in discernment in such a time like this? Although I want to say it's honestly really clear who's on God's side and who's not there. There is, it's so galvanized on both sides that you really can't be anywhere in the middle. There's no one sitting on the fence anymore. Even in Mm -hmm. politics, You really aren't independent. There's no way anyone's independent. You're either on the left or on the right. The choice is yours. And so, but we see this in the church as well because there's there's allegations running around. And I I don't care to get into it. Um, and I you know, I I don't even like to listen to that stuff, and I know you're the same way. Yeah. But walking in discernment is extremely important, especially at a time like this. Because, like you said in the book of Revelation, one of my favorite books as well, the Lord. Warned us there will be false prophets among on That's the right. earth. We know who the real prophets are, they're extremely accurate. And by the way, they're all saying the same thing. We're going to see round two with you know who. Yep. But, um, <laughs> but how do we walk in discernment at such a time like this?
1: You know, that is the, the one of the best questions I think we could be asking ourselves right now in the body of Christ. Because as you mentioned, Anna, there's information, disinformation. Uh, I really believe the enemy is running rampant in this. There's a fear campaign. You know, so many people are living in fear. Unfortunately, it's hooked in to many in the body of Christ. I- I'm watching this. You're watching this. I mean, all you have to do is scroll through social media and you can see the diversity of people's feelings and opinions. And much of it is fear-based. So Uh, And then there's, there's accusations. We know that the word of God says that the, you know, the enemy Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And so it's, you know, if somebody's making a difference, they're out there, you know, they're standing for righteousness. There's a pretty good chance that they're going to get accused at some level. I know I've experienced it. I'm pretty sure you've experienced it. Most people listening have probably experienced it, especially if you're standing. Um, So, you know, we have to really, I, I call it like a spiritual minefield, I think one of the most key things that we can be praying for right now as a believer is discernment. Lord, give me discernment. So how do we get it? How do we get it? So I talk about the scripture. Psalm 91 is such a key and pivotal scripture to me. It says he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. And so. I'd say, you know, it's this time in the secret place, you know, how much time are you spending in the secret place? How much time am I spending in the secret place? Because that's where the Lord, you know, I was up at three o'clock in the morning last night, the Lord woke me up and he was just downloading stuff to me, like things that I would not normally know. And I asked the Lord, you know, and this is through years of just, you know, understanding how to, you know, pray and and seek the Lord's heart. Because when I first started praying, I used to just ask the Lord for a bunch of things. It was almost like a a wish list, you know, Lord, please let this happen. Lord, please. And, you know, as I've kind of grown and understood the Lord more, you know, he wants us to inquire of him. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice. And so he, it's not just us asking, it's us inquiring of him, spending that time in the secret place. And when we do that, he gives us spiritual discernment and wisdom of things that honestly, I could never have known. I mean, he gives, it's so amazing. Like it's such an advantage to a believer, and this is being spirit led and understanding how to discern, it is the biggest advantage you could ever have, because there's going to be times when things look or sound really good. And we're going to think like, yeah, that's God. And then, you know, if we're inquiring of the Holy Spirit, we're spending time in the secret place. And all of a sudden the Lord says, no, don't do that. Or don't, you know, align with that person or don't go on that show or don't, you know, whatever he's telling you to do. And and these are things that I would never have known if I didn't spend that time in the secret place. So to me, that's the key. If You know, I would highly encourage every person listening. This has been such a benefit and a blessing in my life. But if you can spend time in the secret place every single day and, and just inquire of the Holy Spirit, whether it's at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, in your prayer closet, wherever you can go to kind of get alone and spend time and inquire of the Lord. You can do it with, you know, if you're married with your spouse, you can do it with your, you know, your friend. But I would say it's it's even good just by yourself is probably the best just because, you know, it's that special time with the Lord. I go hiking, I go by the river, you know, I have a river where I live, so I go by that. I mean, there's different places where you can get alone, but wherever that is, spend time with the Lord and you're going to get that that information that you would not otherwise get.
0: That's such a great point. That is the key to everything. It's only through him. It's only through the Holy Spirit. That's yes. where you can get your guiding light. He is our guiding light. And in order to understand the truth from the lies, you can't just inundate yourself in the lies the entire right. time. You won't be able to see. Obviously, an important thing is reading the word, you know, the truth. Yeah. It's in your spirit. You know, when you're seeing a fictitious headline, you know, That's when you're goodness. reading a news article and it's completely baloney. But it's important when because people watch all these news all day, I, thankfully, the Lord has really pulled me away, even from Twitter. I don't even know what's going on half the time. I used to be all about news. I'm like, what's happening today? What's going on? I got to tweet about this. I got to do that. But the Lord has pulled me away. And uh, and I think it's for a reason. I kid you oh, not, yeah. I just moved from, from from New York, as you guys know. I cannot find the plug that connects my TV to the to the outlet. <laughs> I've been here, what, three months now? And honestly, I don't really, I don't watch TV. I really don't. Once in a while, I'll watch a movie, but, um, you know, once in a while, I'll turn on Newsmax or, 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 you know, whatever and just see what's going on. Nope. He's like, I want you unplugged, literally. I, I kid right. you not. I it was supposed to be in this bag. It disappeared. I don't understand what happened to it. So I'm just going to go with it. Lord, okay. If you want me to turn something on, you'll show me where the plug is because it miraculously disappeared. So really, he wants us unplugged from the inundation of negativity, of fear. Fear mongering—that's what it is—and yes. into His presence, we got to be plugged in via the Holy Spirit to the throne of our Father, right. and hearing what He wants us to know, what He is saying in this hour, which, as always, is, "You're under My wing; you are safe. No, no evil will come near your dwelling. No plague will come close to you." So praise God for that. I mean, that's very—that's vital.
1: Well, and can I add something to that, too, Anna? Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned something, which is so key. So there's a lot of people, I get this, I'm sure you probably get this, but people send me these videos like all day long. (laughs) You got to listen to this. You got to listen to that, you know? And it's like, you know, I do listen to some, I'm not going to say I don't, but you know, it, it depends on what it is, you know, but for a while I was listening to like all this stuff and the Lord showed me, he said, Todd, it's not that I don't like you to be informed. It's not that I don't want you to listen to these things, but he said, you can't make this an idol or you can't spend more time doing this than spending time in the word or spending time with me. So you need to be careful. And that really shook me because I think a lot of us, you know, especially in this crazy time that we're in and there's all this information and people want us to listen to this, or you got to know this again, if you have discernment, you already know what's going on, you know, so you don't even need to hear it from some other person because God is downloading that to you. He's speaking that. And so it's just a confirmation a lot of times, but we need to be careful, saints, because a lot of us, and I was guilty of this. And that's why I'm sharing it. I was spending more time doing some of this research, looking into these news articles, listening to these videos than I was in the word. And the Lord's like, you better get back to the word.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, how do we overcome fear? Because that's not the topic that we wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. How do we overcome fear? So walking into sermon by plugging into the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Right. And then how do we... As we going through this minefield, like you said, a spiritual minefield, because again, it all progresses from the spiritual world. It says that the physical world is a shadow of the spiritual world. Imagine a little shadow of what's really going on behind the scenes that we don't see with our naked eye, although there are seers out there that do. And sometimes when we're praying and fasting, the Lord can show us things as well, Um how how do we overcome fear at such a time like this? Do we just continue to turn everything off? I mean, how do we really get to a place where we just are peaceful and, and well, feeling safe?
1: You're, you're asking some great questions here because this is so key, like I said. I mean, so many people have allowed this fear to take root. And here's what we have to always remember is the the spirit of fear, it's a spirit. That's exactly what it is. The Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but strongholds and principalities. So we identify what the battle is, where the war actually is taking place. It's taking place in the supernatural. And one of the enemy's biggest weapons is to use fear. So the Lord combats that with his word. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word. Well, what does he say in the word? He says, there's no place fear, perfect love casts out fear. So the love of the Lord is perfect love. It's agape, it's the love of the Lord. It's perfect love. And so when we see that fear trying to come in, he's not given us that spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Some, some scripture interpretation says power, authority, and a sound mind. We have to understand our identity in Jesus Christ. Who are we? So we are representatives, the salt and the light, representatives of Christ. What an honor to be representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What an honor, right? And as we're walking in that and our calling, And we're only here for a very short period of time, but we're gonna spend eternity ruling and reigning with Christ. So think about that. So we need to know who we are. So if the Lord of heaven and earth, the creator of all things is with us, it says, even until the end of the age, he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. So he's with us, he orders our steps. That means the things that are going on around us, it doesn't really matter because we're walking in spiritual authority. There's a a word in the Greek I like to use, and it's called ekbalo. And what it means is to cast out, to drive out, and that's the authority that we walk in is when we walk in a room, uh, the, the Bible says that there's a scripture. I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? And that scripture was the de- it was the demon saying, I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? I've always said, I never want to be a, who are you? I always want to be like a Peter or Paul where the demons know my name. Well, how did they know your name? Spending time in the secret place, walking in the authority. And this is where holiness and consecration comes in, too, because when you walk in purity and righteousness, and that doesn't mean we're without sin because we're never without sin. We All of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. But when we're repentant, when we're trying our best to walk out, uh, you know, according to the word of God, living in righteousness, we have authority. And the demons know that. And the Lord, of course, knows that. And we're able to cast out, to drive out to take authority over, you know, it says to trample on scorpions and demons, literally. I mean, so we can change the situation. Now, look at that and then look at the world right now. The world is, there's chaos, there's fear. There's all types of things that are going on. I mean, we could just go headline after headline. I mean, there's so many things you and I were talking before the broadcast of -hmm. some of the big headlines of today. There's so much going on. So we can get caught up in that or we could understand who we are in Christ. And we are able to drive out, to cast out, And so when we start praying, and this is what I'm doing now, and I I really feel like the Lord has put this on my heart is, you know, Cuomo, people like this, you know, we could sit here and listen to all their stuff that they're doing. And it's just like, what in the world? But the Lord is saying, pray that the wickedness is exposed. Pray these people out of power. You know, we have that authority with this virus, you know, pray that, cast it out, bind it. You know, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose in earth is loose in heaven. We have authority in the name of Jesus. That's who we are. And that's why the devil fears us. When we're walking in the fullness of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, nothing can stop us. It says the faith of a mustard seed can move the mountain. We have some mountains in front of us, but we have more faith than even a mustard seed. So imagine what we're able to do in casting out, driving out. And so, saints, I just, we have to understand our authority, what we're able to do. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. We're in we're in a new situation right now than any of us have ever walked through. But that God is wanting the church, the bride, the ecclesia to understand our authority so that we can take dominion over these things, over dominion. You know, we can take the enemy uses the same words because he knows he's a counterfeit. He's a fraud. And so he knows what the people of God are able to do. And I believe that's what God is doing He's 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 really separating the wheat from the chaff. This is a refining season in the church. There's a shaking going on. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God right now. There's a shaking. That's what this season is about. It's a refining, and the Lord is shaking his church, but what we're, when we come out of this, we're refined. We understand our identity in Christ. We understand the authority that we have to cast out, to drive out, and oh my goodness, this is Satan's worst nightmare, a church that understands its power.
0: I love that you talked about identity. Amen to all of that. I love that you talked about identity because that's exactly what it is. The church, when they're fearful, they don't understand who they really are. They don't understand their father in heaven. They don't understand the demonic spirits around them. They're just little tiny, annoying spirits. Yep. So it's the identity, it's the lack of identity, understanding who we are. And again, we have to renew our mind daily, Paul yes. said. To really yes. know your, you have to renew your mind daily to who. You are yes. to, to, to who your master is, who your creator is, who has washed you clean, who has given you all authority and all dominion on earth because the enemy took it away with Adam and Eve, but Jesus took it back. He was our That's new right. Adam who took it back and gave you dominion. So it's, yes. I, it's, a, it's a lack of identity. That's where fear comes from. And it's interesting because when you look at the other side, when you look at non-believers and we look at the left, right, all they do is spout out you who you are. And the Lord told me this the other day. I heard this loud and clear. The Lord said, the reason why they tell you who you are, racist, bigot, xenophobe, is because they don't know who they are. That's right. They're trying to tell you who you are because they have no clue who they really are. And that's why they operate in the spirit of fear. They have no idea what's going on in the world. They have no idea how they're going to pay their next bill. They have no idea. They just have no idea. They're walking in a place where they're walking blindly. They have zero discernment. Zero understanding is the blind leading the blind. And so we, as the church, we know who we are. And there's a lot of people you, it's like a chicken with their head cut off. They have no idea who they are. They're just spouting garbage and lies and nonsense. And it's frustrating because you you really see who who the generals are and who are just like nominal Christians who have no idea what's going on. on. Again, it's all identity. It's really grounded in who you are. And if you find yourself kind of wishy-washy, well, it says in the Bible, if you're wishy-washy, double-minded, you're unstable in all of your yes. ways. You have to pick a side. You're either all in with Christ or you're not. And the Lord said, if you are lukewarm, if you're in the middle, if you're wishy-washy, and you don't know who you are. You say one thing, but you do another. You're a hypocrite. He said, yep. I will spit you out. Yep. You will have no place in he- heaven. And like Todd said, this life is really short. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it's, it's straight up a really good point about identity. And I'm, it's, I'm just glad that you brought it up.
1: Yeah. Well, you brought something up and I want to talk about this. You said a general, you know, and one of the things that we, I think you've been talking about this too, and I've heard some others as well, but lions and generals, that's what we're, you know, people are seeking, we need to get behind lions and generals. This is not a time for us to be weak. This is not a time for us to just be quiet. The Lord is looking for lions and generals. And what I mean by that is people that are bold, that are standing on the truth of the word of God, that are not shaken. They're like that tree that's planted by the water. We will not be moved. We will not hook into this fear. We understand our identity in Christ. We understand what's going on because we're walking in discernment. We're inquiring of the Holy Spirit because we're spending time in the secret place. Oh, and by the way, we're praying and interceding and fasting, and we know that the Lord is about to move on our behalf. He's already going before us, and we're on the winning team. I just want everybody that's in Christ that's on this broadcast right now to know you're a winner. You're on the winning team. I know sometimes we feel like we could be defeated or sometimes we get discouraged, but you're on the right side. You're on the side of truth. You're on the side of righteousness. You're on the side of the word of God, which is, by the way, the only offensive weapon in the armor of God. And think about this, you know? I mean, think about, you know, obviously prayer is a powerful weapon as well, but we, we're we on the winning team. We win. We already know how this all turns out. And, and it, people try to put like Satan and God at the same level. They're not. Lucifer is a... Is a is an archangel that fell. I mean, you know, beautiful archangel who was a worship leader in heaven, he fell, mm-hmm. you know, but, but God is sitting on the throne. He's the creator of all things, heaven and earth. That's whose team we're on. So we win, we're winners, we walk in authority. And this is what we have to understand because once we get this concept, then we don't have that fear. Then we walk in that discernment. Then we understand our identity. It, it, the, the words that the Lord has spoke over our life, he says he's given us hope and a future. His promise is yes and amen. Think about these things, declare them over your life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He made you fearfully and wonderfully for a time as this. There's no mistake that you're alive today. I know it gets stressful. Sometimes you look at the world and, oh my gosh, why am I alive? I just want to, but listen, God made you for this time. Lions and generals, it's time to stand up, to be bold and unafraid. I was with uh, Anna, you know, this uh, pastor, Arthur Pulaski down in uh, Anaheim. And, you know, I had some time to share with him. And, you know, I also saw him out here in Tennessee. And here's a guy who's been persecuted in Canada you know, he's an evangelist, a, a preacher, a pastor up there in Canada, been thrown in jail. I mean, he's like a modern day Paul, uh, you know, thrown in jail for standing for truth and, and assembling together of the brethren because they're, they're trying to say you can't assemble. And this man is bold. And look what the Lord did. He, he took him down here to the States and he's been all over standing. He's a general. He's a lion. He's out there standing for righteousness, for truth. And this is what God is doing. And so th- there's other people that uh, have to say this, and I know it's kind of upsetting to some, but that are in the ministry that probably shouldn't be in the ministry. Uh, You know, some people call themselves motivational speakers. Well, maybe that's what you should do. You know, sometimes I'll pop on a motivational speaker. It's not a bad thing, but if you're, if you're called to be a shepherd, if you're called to be a pastor, then, then, you know, you're held to a higher standard and you got to lead, you got to stand, you got to be bold and you got to be consecrated. You got to be walking in holiness, righteousness, purity, the fullness of what God has to offer. And as you do that, this is what changes it. So let me just share this one last thing here on this, on this point. The Lord gave me this word, and it was so eye-opening. He said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Now, I've read that scripture my entire Christian life. You know, spirit of the Lord is freedom. Yeah. But what he showed me about that is, is that if we have a dry bone church in America, if we don't have lions and generals, if we have people that are, that are caving, that are cowering, that are not speaking the full word of God, that don't understand their identity, then what happens? Well, there's not the spirit of the Lord. Because there's a vacuum. And then what happens in the vacuum? That's where the the devil creeps in. And that's what's happened, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States of America and around the world is is that when the church becomes powerless because people aren't speaking the fullness of the word of God and equipping the saints of God and speaking boldly, then, then there's an encroachment of slavery. There's an encroachment of communism. That's just a vacuum, but where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So as the church rises up, lions and generals, understands our authority, understands what we're able to do, spends time in the secret place, sees what God is about to do. What happens? The spirit of the Lord comes and then there's freedom. That's how we change this country. That's how we go back to having freedom. And the founders knew Mm -hmm. that they understood that. And they talked about inalienable rights, which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Wow. Amen. That's a really good way to put it. Wow, you just, whoo, amen. Well, praise God, you're right. There's, listen, there was a, a story that I just remembered. Uh, a really good friend of mine, she was in California, is in California, and she loved her pastor and loved and her church, great church. And then COVID came around and he yep. closed the church for, it was like six months and didn't even contact anyone in the church, nothing. And now he's opening up church again and no one's coming. Yeah, no, why, would he, they? He any, why would they right because he's not aligned and and so he actually ended up repenting to his congregation uh you know last year six months in he said i'm really sorry you know i, I wasn't there for you guys i should have made sure as a pastor you guys were okay there's a lot of fear and i should have you know been a better shepherd and i apologize but you know it's great that he repented to the church because it's yeah needed. That is good. it is yeah. needed um but again a year later and there's just no one coming. And I understand it because you when your sheep need you, the shepherd is not supposed to run away. That's right. right. When, when we needed the Lord and we have demons, nasty creatures trying to devour us, devour our soul. The Lord could have said, you know what? I'm out of here. I don't want to be crucified. I'm just going to leave. You guys do it on your own. You put yourself in this position. You get yourself out of it. And he knows we can't instead As a shepherd, he stepped into the middle and he took everything on him Hmm. as our great shepherd. He gave his life for us. And we have to understand who we are because we we are his righteousness in Christ Jesus. It's in him. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Todd, I kid you not. I was walking by. I like to things add things. I'm tearing up, but you know how I like to add things into my studio. I almost got a little urn. I walked by an urn the other day in the store and the Lord highlighted it. And I said, What about it? It's really nice, but why would I have an urn? And I heard the Lord (laughs) say, Because it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in the coffins.
1: Come on. And I was
0: like, Oh, that's good. I should put it up behind me and remind myself that Anna's dead. Anna is no longer <laughs> here. It is Christ who lives within me. Yeah. And I have a giggle with the Lord. I was like, "That's." I've never seen anyone do that. So I might get an urn <laughs> and put it behind <laughs> me to remind me, because <laughs> it was. I was like, "Okay, those are my ashes in there," and it's true. It's it's symbolic. Yeah. Again, it's not me who lives, but Christ who lives within me. I love it. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's Galatians two twenty, not not Colossians Galatians two twenty. But praise God. I mean, that's. These are times we're living in where we have to be completely submitted, completely. Yes. Um, and I love also another thing we wanted to talk about is fasting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fasting Let's talk is about so it.
0: crucial. Let's talk about it. Because talking about discernment, walking in discernment, reading the truth, turning off the negativity, it's okay here and there if the Lord leads you to. You don't want to be like under an, a, a rock where you have, well, we are under the right. rock, but we're on top of the rock. <laughs> but you want to know what's going on but yeah. fasting is crucial, I want not you talk
1: about that? Yeah, you know, this is what I found in this. Um, so we just called a Psalm 64 decree and I highly advise you, uh, if you can, to read Psalm 64. It's very encouraging. Uh, I wish I knew it by heart, but I don't, but it's a very, very good scripture. And we've we've de- called this fast, it's a global fast and we're calling it till September 7th. And what we're praying is for breakthrough. You know, we're looking at our world and we're just like, we need breakthrough. And the Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. And so we're looking at the weapons. First of all, we're we're identifying the battle that we're in. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. Okay. So what are our tools? Well, our tools are spending time in the secret place, walking in discernment. You know, uh, prayer, intercession. You know, contending, travailing, speaking life. You know, over our nation, decreeing, declaring, uh, casting down. You know, binding, loosing. All these different things that we can do. These are the weapons of our warfare. One of the most powerful weapons of our warfare is fasting. And honestly, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it's a really powerful weapon. Now, I'm hearing more people talking about it lately, which is good, but I will tell you, and this is encouraging to me, is as we've been talking about this Psalm 64 decree, is is a lot of people are reaching out and they're saying, you know what, Todd, I've never fasted before, but I'm going to join this fast because I'm looking at the world and I know there's something going on and it's like, you know, the Bible says that fasting helps. So let's do it. And so I'm so encouraged by that. And I love to hear that. Like I've never fasted before, but I'm going to fast. So then people are like, well, how do you fast? Like, what is fasting? Like, how do you do it? So I wrote an article on this because there's different types of fasts that you can do. I mean, there's a complete fast where you can just drink water. That's very difficult. Um, There's the Daniel fast. There's all different types of fasts. So You know, sometimes it's just uh, something that you do every day, or that you really enjoy. For me, I like drinking coffee, so if I were to fast coffee, that's like really doing a you know sacrificial act there. Um, But you know, maybe it's going to the gym, maybe it's you know something that you're laying down before the Lord and showing Him that even though I love this, I'm willing to give this up for this period of time in order to you know honor You, Lord, and we're and we're praying and believing that in doing this that something is gonna break, that there's gonna be a breakthrough. And so this is what I really, I mean, could you imagine if the whole body of Christ just started fasting right now? I mean, it would be earth shattering. I mean, it would be, but I really believe there are a lot of, you know, what I call the remnant warriors, people that are standing for truth and righteousness and the full word of God is, is I really believe there are a lot of people fasting right now. And and so, uh, you know, if if you feel led, let's do it. Let, let's fast, let's believe. We're, we're declaring, we're decreeing that the Lord is going to move on our behalf. That what's been done in darkness is going to be brought to the light. Hallelujah! We know there's been things that have been done in darkness, and the Word of God says that it's going to be brought to the light. So we're declaring, we're decreeing, we're believing, we're binding, we're loosing, and by the way, we're fasting and we're believing that the Lord is going to move on our behalf. And I I believe this in every ounce of my being, Anna, is, is that the Lord is pleased and he's going to move. This is what he wants. He wants his church, his remnant. He wants his body to be activated. We need to be activated. We need to understand what we're capable of doing. We need to understand who we are. And this is it. I mean, this it's go time. This is it. This is like what we've been trained for. And he's raising up this remnant. He's raising up. And by the way, m- many of the, of the best remnant people have been kept hidden And I asked the Lord, I said, why? Why are these awesome people of God? They've been kind of hidden. And he says, because I've kept my remnant for this time. I've kept the best warriors hidden. I've kept them. I've prepared them. Listen, nothing that you've been through in your life is going to be wasted. Listen, nothing that you've been through. Hear what I'm saying. You've been through a divorce. You've been through an abortion. You've been through, you know, all different types of things that have gone on in people's lives. And they feel shame. That is washed by the blood of the lamb. When you repented, it, it's thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to use it. He's going to turn it around for his glory. I firmly believe that. And he's equipped you and you've sustained and you've maintained and you pressed ahead. And now look at what God is going to do. He's using you. He's going to use you. He's going to empower you. So this is go time, Anna.
0: Amen. No, that's a really great point. And it's, it's time to do it. And I'm going to do a, a selfless plug. I don't like to do selfless plugs, but... I'm telling you, I've been drinking my superfoods, non-GMO, yeah. organic, but what's awesome is that I'm actually going to be doing a Daniel fast on it. So I can eat it with yes. food and I can have it with my routine, but it's all healthy. It's nutritional and Sheree, Ch- uh, I think your name is, I want to pull up your thing. I also stopped drinking coffee. It's been already six days almost a day now where I haven't drank coffee. I, I I noticed with coffee, I was getting really, really anxious yep. and I was getting snappy and I didn't like that because I've been eating healthy and just juicing basically. And then I realized that, oh, wait a second, this is actually Daniel Fast because it's all vegetables, it's all vitamins and everything. So I have been off of the coffee, I've had a terrible migraine because I realized that my brain is addicted to caffeine. Oh yeah. And so getting off of it again, Daniel Fast has always been the strongest most awesome fast that I've done. It's reaped so many awesome benefits that I've seen in terms of hearing the voice of the Lord clearer, discernment better. Um prayers answered and also amazing situations where the Lord had me prophesy to people for literally hours and just wow. flowing. I don't even remember most of what I said. It was incredible and it was literally right after Daniel fast. And so um I've been juicing and cleansing and and, and trying to keep my body healthy. And I'm like, wait a second, I can actually fast this way. And I'm getting my vitamins nutrients. So check it out if you want to The link is down below. But um, yeah. I'm really excited to really get into back into a fasted lifestyle because we've been on the road and we're traveling everywhere. And it's kind of hard to maintain a fast because, oh, yeah. you know, you're traveling along, you got to eat something and then you're like, Oh, snap, I forgot I was fasting. And so Getting into a routine, get, making yourself a schedule of some sort is going to help you have goals that you want to set aside, have time, have certain days of in the week that you want to have your fast that you want to keep to. So um, for me, it's going to be easy to just jump into a Daniel fast with this because I drink this every day and I love it. So, and yes. I'm getting my nutrients. So praise God. But yeah, find something that you, it's hard to give up. Coffee is pretty tough but I have to say my anxiety is lower. I'm feeling more energetic yeah. and I don't have massive migraines like I did in the morning if I missed one. So, yep. but I'm working, I'm working my way. Have you ever tried this, a 40 day water fast?
1: Oof. Oof. I, I I tried it. I've, I've attempted it. it. <laughs> it's it's difficult. I had a friend do it and, oh, it, we had to actually, it was, it was rough, but yeah, um, I've attempted it. I haven't done a full 40 days though. I've done <laughs> you know, 10 days, uh, not 40 days.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I know some mighty generals, right. Who, who, who do it a few times a year. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm getting there with liquids eventually.
1: Hey, That's um, a goal. Yeah. That's, that's a goal. Anna. really, I mean, you know, why not, you know, and you know, when you do that too, it's so amazing how the Lord works. Your body actually, um, you know, gets rid of all these, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a cleanse, you know, I mean, it's a natural cleanse that the Lord does during a fast. And so it's actually a good thing if you can do it, but it's, yeah. it's not easy, but I, I believe you're right. We need to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, Todd, so you started, let's end with this. So you started a global fast and I would love for you to tell us how we can join in.
1: Absolutely. There's, there's so, um, uh, it's, it's on my social media. You can, um, on Facebook, it's, it's at real Todd Coconato it's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O. And we're putting up a daily verse. Uh, and we're really standing on Psalm 64, but you know, this is a nameless faceless thing. It's not about a name or a ministry or anything like that. We just really feel led. And it's not just me, it's other general, you know, in the faith, other lions out there. that are like, yes, we feel this, you know? And, uh, and so we're just coming together and we're saying, yes, uh, we we need a breakthrough. And again, we we're looking at what the word of God says and we're saying, okay, you know what? And by the way, I just want to mention this too. The church can never close its doors again, ever. Uh, the Bible says very clearly, do not forsake the assembly together the brethren, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. And so, you know, I know a lot of us got caught off guard with uh, the in- in initial stages of, you know, this whole quote unquote pandemic and everything, but moving forward, we can never close the doors again. Uh, the body is meant to be open. And, you know, I really believe if we would have done the opposite, we would have opened the doors and got on our faces every day and been a house of, of worship and prayer every day. We would be in a different situation than we are now. But you know what? hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like I said, so let's move forward. Fasting is key. Now I have a. You see, you've challenged me today, Anna. Now I'm thinking about this. I really do need to do a forty day water fast. I don't know when this is going to materialize, but uh, you know what I've been doing in, in this fast is, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm not I eating bread. Direct- but yes yes i'm telling you because you know it's it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable you know it's really stepping in a new territory a new ground and so uh so i'm going to challenge myself and ask the lord but you know what i've been doing is i'm not eating breakfast i'm not eating lunch and i'm just eating dinner and uh and there's a couple other things that i'm also like i'm not going to the gym you know there's just certain things that i do on a regular basis that i'm giving up for this fast uh but you know ask the lord inquire of the holy spirit Uh, You know, if it's your first time fasting, you know, you don't have to go for the jugular and do the water fast unless the Lord's telling you to do that. But but, you know, it's just us laying down these things. And pressing ahead, and I'm telling you, I am anticipatory. I really believe something powerful is about to happen. I, I'm very expectant, Anna. I think the Lord is going to do us suddenly, and Acts chapter 2, suddenly. I think we're going to see an outpouring of His Holy Spirit like we have never experienced. I keep saying this on my show, and I believe it. I think there's going to be dancing in the streets. I know that sounds crazy. I think people are just going to be, it's going to be poured out. Seen
0: it. Amen. Yes, God, God, God has seen it, Frank. Uh, actually, I, I was talking to uh pastor Ruth, she also saw it which i want to have her on my show soon pastor ruth from california she's seen people dancing in- yes. and yes saw people drop dropping dead and i'm wondering if it's because of them i don't know but but she saw people not good and she saw people rejoicing in the street and happy and 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 you know you're right this is the time where we need and ex- we're expecting because it's the yes. only way it's going to happen is divine intervention That's angelic right. interference Divine interference. Mm -hmm. We need the Lord to step up because no human can accomplish this. It has to be by His Spirit, not by power, not by might, not by protesting in the street. It is going to be by His Spirit.
1: Come on. Mm. That's right.
0: 100%. Fast. Amen. I love that idea. I'm going to check out your website and see again what you're doing. So, not more. Okay. So, breakfast, lunch, no, but dinner. That's fine. I don't eat that much in the morning. So, I'm going to have to sacrifice something else, Lord, which, (laughs) but Todd, thank you so much for coming on again. What a blessing to have you with us and pouring out wisdom and, and just, and, and, you know, just awesome testimonies and just, I just love having you on.
1: Well, oh, really thank are. you. Well, it's guest. it's an honor. And, you know, it's uh, the Spirit of the Lord came today. And, you know, I hope that it encouraged those that are watching. And we love you. We bless you. The Lord is with you. And we're winners. Remember that. We're winners. And it's go time, Lions and Generals. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Well, bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon.